This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, welcome to Racer Radio right here on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, I've got me a brand new hour sponsor, Southwest Point of Sale. Tell me more. Well, if you owned a liquor store, retail store, or a grocery store, and you wanted to move up into the 20th century, then you need to get with Southwest Point of Sale. Over 150 years experience, point of sale systems. Now, I know Brittany's over there going, what is he talking about? But if you call 800-540-2149, talk to Jeff, Mark, Beth, Ted, Tony, or Ramon, they'll hook you up. It's from National Cash Register. It's a solutions and reflections point of sale. Hey, NCR self-checkout for grocery stores. Labor costs are skyrocketing, and self-checkout is the solution. Look at Walmart, Home Depot, and Costco. They're doing it. So imagine... How you can make more money and keep more profits and take care of the employees in your building. Go to Southwest Point of Sale. You can call Jeff at, uh, again at 800-540-2149 or go to Facebook.com backslash Southwest Point. And Bumper Doc Santee scratches dings and dents. Nobody takes better care of you than Bumper Doc. And they are can be found at SanteeBumperDoc.com. And Black Forest Motorsports, for all you BMW, Mini Cooper, and Porsche owners. Dealership Alternative, 40 years experience. Go to BlackForestAutomotive.com. Well, it's only taken us how many years <laughs> to get Dirt Dude in the building. Yeah, we've heard his voice for years. We get to see his face and his mohawk in person. Yeah. Today. And, and, and I just wanted to, to squelch any rumors Dirt Dude is still announcing at Barona, and I only just want to bring that up. But I want to know, where in the heck did the word Dirt Dude I know. Come it from? can't be on his birth certificate. And he asked his lovely wife with him as Kathy's well. Kathy's here. So she's going to poke him periodically when he gets out of line. Is this thing on? Mic working? Check, yeah. check, 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 check. Good? All right. All right, so do your thing. You're at the track. No, I'm only Welcome, here. race fans. How's everybody doing? <laughs> So where did you get that moniker of Dirt Dude? I just, because I, I call people Dude a lot, I guess. Oh. And it just like, always being in the dirt, Dirt Dude. And it's just one of those things that kind of stuck with me. And did I, you give it to yourself or did someone give it I, to you? It's kind of like uh, on the play. <laughs> the wife's <laughs> over here pointing. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone was calling like um, Danny Laskowski the dude. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, I like that. Yeah. And then I uh, threw Dirt Dude in there too. And then after a while, I just, you know, stuck everyone Calls me Dirt Dude. So so here's even a better question. How did you get into announcing? I did actually, you go to school? No. I actually had a friend, had a track. Bob Lee was starting Temecula Speedway. Oh, I and, know Bob uh, Lee. Yeah. Before he, before he passed, before yeah. everything, you know, he's been a great character and for me. And it's that little track to the west of the 15. It used to be there. It is now a water a water wow, storage that's park. that guy that sat up on top yeah, of the cause hill. Yeah, because it was a soccer field. And that's where they did tractor pulls. They yeah. did bull riding. It was a little small arena. 
And uh, he was like, okay, well, they moved K-Rail in there and everything. We're like, this is going to be a track. We're going to build a track here because time, everyone's going to Barona Speedway, and it kind of like had a falling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then dwarf cars were splitting up because at the time there was like three different dwarf car divisions. Was COD was one of them, mm-hmm. and then um, SCCRA or something like that. There's a couple of different dwarf right. car divisions. So they're like, okay, we're going to go pull our stuff, and we're going to go start this here. Uh, so they – Actually threw me in as like, hey, can you be a pit announcer? I'm like, okay, because they already had the announcer. And like everyone, every time someone car was over, as soon as they're getting them rolled over, I'm like, all right, don't cuss. Microphone in the face. Don't cuss, but I just I want you to let everyone this is what I still tell everyone now. If I run up to your car, I don't really want to know what happened. I just want to let everyone in the stands know that you are okay. Yeah. That's just right. the biggest thing. Cause First like, and foremost. Like I had problems with uh Trying to blank on the name, Phil Comper rolled his car, had a bad crash, and his mom was like freaking out in the stands. Like she was like melting down. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, your family's up there. They're worried about you. Just let them know you're okay. He could barely remember his name because he got dinged so hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, the alarm keeps on going off in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's time to get up. (laughs) Someone went through that door. I keep hearing the doorbell. (laughs) And it's just, you know, one of those things. But I always want to make sure, you know, Sponsorship. Yeah. Make sure you get your sponsorship out there, and make sure you let everyone know you're okay after. Those that are accident. two good ones. Yeah. So yeah, when you first up. started announcing up in Temecula, did you get the bug? Did it automatically bite you that you couldn't wait to do it again? Uh before I've been racing my whole life. I mean, well, I'm my not dad talking about racing. I'm no, talking no. About I mean, I've been into into the motorsports thing my whole life. Like my dad had a sprint car. I remember going like Ascot Speedway oh, 117, wow. Manzanita, Santa Maria. We would do trips out of town to go to Santa Maria a lot. Sure. And then once in a while, we'd go to Manzanita, which is no longer there anymore in Arizona. Uh, Ascot was a was a regular. We'd yeah. go to Ascot all the time. And then 117, I, he would throw asphalt tires on his sprint car, and we'd go down to uh, Cajon Speedway sometimes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, but I've never been a fan of asphalt. Uh, it's always been the dirt. Yeah. And for a while, uh, I've always followed sprint cars being a, a kid in high school and everything sure. like that. And then I had a class seven truck for a while in off road and uh loved that. I still love off road. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have the the dollar sponsorship behind you. Off road <laughs> is one of the most highest inputs with very little return. For the bang for the buck. Yes. Like yeah. you could win a race at uh say a score or something like that and you might get your entry fee back, maybe double oh that. If, but, yeah, if you're lucky. Oh if gosh. you're lucky. But if you have sponsors and everything like that, then it's all their yeah. their their dime right. on them, and they it. pay you. Yeah. But getting that gig, that's uphill. Yes. Yeah, because because there's ten thousand drivers out there, boys Unless and girls. Unless you stand out in the crowd, you know, exactly. you have to be an amazing driver to be. Well, that's what I'm that. telling our guest, David. He's thinking he's 23, wants to get into radio and maybe you know all these different things. And I said, you got to come up with a different widget. It's got to be different than the next guy or girl because how many people are doing YouTube cars? Mm. You'll love it. So I pull up. I was telling David, I pull up to a stoplight and I look next to me and there's a, a Heartland fire truck. I went, ooh, that'd be a great segment on cruising with Dave Stahl. So mm-hmm. I go to breakfast with the chief of police or chief of police, chief, fire chief of, of Viejas. They're getting a brand new fire truck. The tribe is spending $750,000 for a top-of-the-line, all-computer-controlled, so we're going to do a cruising video. 
Who does a cruising video on a fire truck? And Dave does. That's right. And I'm funny gonna- thing, that's probably not the top of the line. That's probably a mediocre yeah. middle line yeah. because the company I work for, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand is just a baseline truck for us too for our cleaning trucks. Yeah, yeah. See, I would do a segment on your cleaning truck. I, it's just like most things. It's and like you know what? It's the because, market anymore well, because for nobody knows anything about your cleaning truck. And there's a group in town that, and I, I'll let you know when it comes out. And it's with little kids, and it's called Hands on Trucks, Hands on the Truck, where they bring all these different big trucks down to used to do it at Qualcomm. And bring all these little kids come in, and they crawl all over them like ants. Because you never know. Because you know what? When you were little, didn't you like a fire truck? My dad actually worked in a couple of places like uh, feed mills. So we had trucks. Yeah. We always. And then actually, someone the other day was talking to me about it, Like, what do you have so much of background on mechanical stuff? I'm like, I grew up around mechanics. Yeah. I had a stepdad. I had a dad that were all mechanics. And I said, when I was growing up, I grew up in wrecking yards. Me too. We were, I, I, we'd go through like every wreck car on the wrecking yard, just Didn't looking for it. stuff. Oh, now, nowadays, you're not even allowed in a wrecking yard. You can't get past the ga- the, the the desk or anything like that. I remember going back there and you're like oh. crawling through these cars and the stacks are all rickety. Oh. And you're like, someone's going to die out here. It ain't going to be me. Yeah, <laughs> I still go down. I pay my 2 or $3 at Ecology. One of the few places, yeah, you still go and- out there. I just have a blast. And that's where I find all the parts for all my cars. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break. You are listening to Racer Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. No sleep till. All right, folks, welcome back. Listening to Racer Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. You were gonna have it on you the Corona segment. Hit it, girl. The answer. The segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, treats you better than El Cajon Ford. They support Barona Speedway like nobody's business. And Paul Dyke won the last he, time out. Yes, he did. He said he was gonna win every race. Got third the first race, first the second race. And I got a sneaky feeling he's going to do it again. So if you're looking for a new Ford, used Ford, or even a great quality used car, because 80% of their used cars come from the general public, not the auction. In fact, they send cars to the auction. They don't get them from the auction. El Cajon Ford. All right. So we've got Dirt Dude in the house. We're going to try to talk Dirt Dude into uh, (laughs) doing some input. He usually does it from home when he's working on his toolbox trays. He's working on... Are we allowed well, to he's all it? done with that. Uh, is it a secret? Well, well yeah, but I don't think he's going to know. He's okay. not going to know for he's a couple weeks. He's working on his RC cars. You have RC cars? You and RC? I, I got five RC cars right now. and, and uh, Well, they're gas-powered, and I'm finding out that everyone's getting out of gas, but I'm into gas. What are they getting into? Electric? Electric. Everyone's doing oh batteries, and I gosh. hate batteries because it's like you get 15 minutes to play, and then your car starts I to die. and then it's like down, by the way. Yeah, the no, lipo really. batteries oh. and all that stuff. Yeah, but, but see, I got an electric, took it out. And the dog jumped on it and ate it. <laughs> so I don't, and I love RCs. Do you have a track? No, no. I just, I got a couple of like big off road monster trucks, Traxxas monster trucks. And uh, uh, so I just picked one up. And then, well, our son in law is coming back from Japan, been this stationed there for a year a and a half. Dirt, dude. Well, he's not going to know till okay. by the time he gets. Okay, so he can't hear unless he's listening okay. online. 
which a lot of people Podcast. do. So uh, if I add this clip in, he might catch it. But so do you add? Is it? <clears throat> you have a grave digger truck? Oh, no, they're just it's just a I do I like normal body style trucks. Okay, and okay. Nothing outrageous, crazy, but uh, yeah, I just picked one up and I'm going all the way through it. It's just total like what you call a frame off restoration. I stripped that thing all the way like down I'm to doing nothing. With my race car, yes, right. he's doing with his RC car. So yeah, yeah I've got three of them. We're going to be How going. Come to you the don't have a track in your backyard because it's grass. Dig it up. Oh, I, that's, well, I'm just getting ready because when we're going to go to the desert here and oh, you'll that's take a perfect, it to the desert. yeah, a perfect yeah, place. Okay. All right. So, hey, uh, Barona Speedway last weekend, uh, we didn't get anybody to call in. I uh, tried to arrange something with I know, the new yeah. announcer that's going to be helping us, or the new announcer that at the track, and I was surprised he didn't call in. And then um, this weekend, if you guys know, the swap meet was yeah, there. Oh, how I missed that. it because I had to do a segment at the Auto Museum. Everyone said it went really good. And then... Um, Did you go? So, no, I sold my... So I had planned on going. I've been pulling scales. I've been exactly. I'd scale. I had a bunch of stuff, and I sold them the night before. (laughs) Yeah. So I called my dad. I'm all save yourself the trip. Um, I sold my big ticket, my scales, and a couple other things Friday night. So I saved myself the trip. I heard there were a lot of uh, vendors. Not as many shoppers, but overall, it was really good for the first one, and they might even do it again. Overall, they said it was good. It was really good. I talked to. Mark Rose. Yeah. So and he was, he was like, I said, how'd it go? He said, it went, went good. I'm like, so is it going to be like uh, every, the same thing every year? We're going to try and do a, a swap meet? And he's like, well, Brent's talking about trying to do another one maybe at the end of the year. Yeah, that's what so I So what we too. need to do is let me know ahead of time, come to KUSI yes. and promote it. That's what I was thinking. I think the promotion, if you do KUSI, yeah. and then you have your 12 to 1 o'clock, your... What's your segment? What are you wiggling? What is your, your segment at one at twelve? Oh, Yak Radio. She must be Italian because she talks about oh, the off road. The, the off road coalition. Have them talk about it because it was an off road and, and race cars. Yeah. So and someone else is just, doing an off road off road swap meeting somewhere because to another race shop and because Mark Rose is in that one too. I well, see, they get, they need to let us know, and yeah. I'm happy. But with their ideas, they're hoping that they can turn us into like the big three. Would be the nice thing. Well. From a location point of view, you're right. That's uh, the hardest thing is our location. Well, it's getting to your location. It's well, not that you don't have the property. It's just getting to your location. Yeah, because that's one of the things that really kind of, I mean, that track being in a, where it's at, no one can really mess with us there. Yeah. But like, where, we else, have, like, where else would you do <laughs> a big three? We write our three. law yeah. up but there. Where, but where else would you do a big three? There's nothing left in San Diego. Nothing that has that, uh, that parking that, advantage, mm-hmm. that that big of a space. Right. Because the last place was Qualcomm, and that's gone. It's yeah. gone. And then, so then if you do another sporting venue, but, I mean, um, still like a sports arena. The, but you can't do that because the swap, swap meet. Swap meet's there. Yeah. Yeah. So the swap meet. But the swap meet only takes up half that parking lot. But when they revamp that whole place and they take out all those parking lots oh. to put in all the new housing developments oh, yeah. and shopping centers. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing you got left, what's that? You're into music, the concerts down in National City, Chula Vista. Oh, yeah, down in Chula Vista. What is it called? Uh, it was, is it a mattress thing now? I don't know what it is. It used to be Coors Amphitheater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. There was a mattress, a yeah, sleep see, train. But that's the only thing left that I'm aware of as far as a big, huge. That, and that's not even that big. No, you have really. to start doing like high school stuff like that. Yeah. Find a find a 
high school, you know, you what? can actually park there. I actually think Barona is fine because the clientele, you know, the clientele's more East County. The clientele mm-hmm. doesn't mind, you know, it's well, not like a bunch of people came all the folks. way from Arizona for yeah. Big Three. Yeah. They came from Nevada for the Big Three. It was like Hershey's uh, of the West, but on a smaller scale. So can we get back to my yes. track now that we're yeah, get back beard off oh, and the whole thing and we oh, have uh, very little uh, time left? Uh, uh, okay. I so had one more swap me just thing. Just be quiet. I had one more swap me thing. No, I wanted to 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 know how everyone went this weekend because uh, I Kelly Weitzel was at Cocopa. I think she got she, four. I think Bryson and won. Bryson won. Bryson won. Uh, Brian Brown. Fourth. Mm, broken. With a broken, broken front end. And it was the right side, too, which is pretty important when you're making circles. You <laughs> it was broken like the The side you lap. lean on? Yeah. Yeah. The shock lap. was like 90. And yes. broken and arm yep. upper lower broken broken I think upper a arm bent shock. So the right wheel was just having its yeah. its own still mind. Wheel, still wheeled that thing home for a fourth place. Yeah. And that guy was checking out in front because I got to see the live video. My friend Mike was there. Uh, Mike thing. No, no, Mike thing oh. was there with the modified. But our our buddy there, our favorite fan from uh, Rona Speedway. Mike Charlton, and uh, he was doing it live. And mm-hmm. I was like, that guy's checking out in front. And they were like, yeah, that's an eight-second lead he's got on everyone. That's nice. a nine-second lead. He's went through half the field already, lapped them down. And wow. and Brian still held on with that. And I was just amazed. that I'm like, why is he just can't get that car to work? And then I read his yeah. thing this morning. His report was like, yeah, broken yeah. front end, still got fourth. Mike thing was there. I think, I don't know where he finished. And then... Go to Paris. Paris ran last night. Sprint cars. Love sprint cars. One oh, yeah. of my favorite. Um, Shane Sexton was there. I didn't get to hear how he did last night. Um, uh, David Hunt was out at Coca Cola. Oh, yeah. He got fourth. Got fourth. I so I think good night for everyone that finished like in the fourth <laughs> yeah. genre. Yeah. Guess who's in studio next week? Who? Brian Brown. You finally yes. talked him into it? Yes, yes, he's yes. not at the river. He's not doing something Today, else. Uh, this weekend, he's doing both, racing yeah. and river. <laughs> he took his boat and his car <laughs> yeah. to Cocopa. You're kidding. He was keeping his boys out. I think he left the, the car in the parking lot and then took the boat, and he's going to come back and pick it up. Because he was he already posted, no, launching the boat this morning yeah, in the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's all, I'm kind of busy this coming weekend, but I can make time for you next week. Well, that's good he's coming yes. next weekend, because we've been trying to get him in forever. So, um, may I, Dirt Dude? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this was a surprise to me, but I'm glad the announcer's here so he can say the last name. Eric. Eric Ponies wait, wins wait. all the time. He's won 10 times in this car. Eric, you know he Milcheski. wins all the time. Yeah, Milcheski. Yeah, Eric, he wins all the time. If Dennis Taylor doesn't win, Eric wins. Really? Yes. What's he drive? The 88, I think. Is it the 88? The That's the one that's for sale. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Is it a dwarf it's for car? sale. It's for pony. sale. Pony. Oh, that pony stock. Yeah. It wants $6,000 for it. Yes. It's so top of the line, for too. For the that spectators is... out there, anyone who wants to get into racing or wants to move I had to up delete to a faster that post. car. Why? I had to delete it. What? $6,000. Too not, high? Not a lot of money for a full-blown yeah. top-of-the-line well, race so car. I, and I, so I asked him. Point blank, did you sell it to make time for your dwarf car? Because I know he has a dwarf car. He has a dwarf and car. And what did he say? Brendan, can I have a drum roll? Give me like two seconds here. Here we go. <laughs> Didn't cue that Oh, that's my. That's me. Sorry, sorry. You want the actual one. Okay. He's going to start racing a dwarf car. He already said that on his post. And nobody was surprised. He actually is. 
smelling the car. That's a step closer. He's probably tired of me harassing him. <laughs> I would love. I mean, I looked at that and I went. Ooh. Yeah. So. And then our next guest coming at Wally Pancrest won at Paris Auto yeah. Speedway in a sprint car at seventy five. Well, age is just a number. That's exactly right. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. That's cool. Hey, but Eric's car's for sale, and he said that uh, his engine was built by Gary at GRC. Yeah. So like, it's a good vehicle. So anyone who's looking to get in. Six thousand, seriously? That's really to cheap. get into racing yeah, and t- turnkey. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what else. That probably has some spares with it or parts with it too. Really? So do you have spares be... with a race car? Uh, Why would you have spares <laughs> with a race car? Something that's le- usually left over. Uh, not, yeah, might, it might be usable. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows if it's wadded up or not? But no, I that's yeah. I seen that online. I went. I was surprised. Dang, because he's got to be having fun in it. Yeah, he's been in that thing for a long time. Yeah. I, he actually kind of started out in that and then did he very threw well. He his daughter in there, too. Yeah, and then, well, his brother, he has his brother that was yes, racing, too. Yeah, he's racing, too, Yeah, but a different vehicle. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be one of those things everyone's going to have to pick their class. Like I said, the, the Sport Compact now is like the best place to I really get in. I think that's the best bang for that your buck by far. That needs to be far. promoted. There's a, you know, that's a good start. Well, I mean, that's basically, you can go at any wrecking yard or any um, tow yard, pick one up. Uh, you know, either a lean sale or something like that, because you're not worried about it. You're not going to smog it or anything like that. No. Knock all the glass out, put a cage in it, safety equipment. Racing seat. And you go racing. Yeah. A plastic bottle for the gas can <laughs> with a hose <laughs> and a bungee cord. Well, it could be worse than demolition derby. That's what uh, they do in demolition derby. First time I did a demo derby, nobody told me to take the fan off the front of the motor. First car I hit, whoop, whoop, right through the radiator. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, boy. And I still drove it till it threw up cadillac 54 not a scratch on it not a scratch going into the race yep didn't have a scratch i put a battery in it and drove the you know what out of it yeah when you see these pro guys that do demolition derbies they're like yeah i've rerouted there's like a radiator in the the back seat Mm -hmm. and then all the stuff they can do they make a lot of money because when back in the day when i was a kid these guys would roll up with a car transporter with six demo cars all black all the same model car, and they just scooped up all the money and loaded back yeah. up on the trailer and went away. Hey, we got to take a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk to a world-famous man in the motorsport community. We cannot wait, and it's Wally Pancras. And if you know the name, he was at Paris Auto Speedway last night, and he made us old guys feel really good. This is FM 96.1. You can do it together. That's what I said. AM 1170. The, the answer. answer. Now, when I was a little boy, at the age of five, I had something in my pocket keep a lot of folks alive. Now I'm a man, May 21, you know, baby. All right, folks, welcome back we to Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The, the Answer. answer. Yeah, got a team, do it in stereo now. <laughs> yeah, now we're doing it in stereo. All right, this segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. Fast little track up there. Go to parisautospeedway.com. They had a race last night. They're located at 18700 Lake Paris Road. 
Also, John's Automotive Import Repair, 7447 University Avenue in La Mesa. Go to John's Automotive Repair for all your automotive needs. Wally Pancrest, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing real good. How are you? Hey, I've got a new sponsor for you. Oh, who's that? AARP. Oh, yeah, well. I'll, Wouldn't I'll that be a good figure. one? Yeah, or it depends. Or de- oh, <laughs> I love he it. He went right there. I got to tell you, buddy, I, I when I heard that Scott had you lined up to call Woo-hoo. in, because you have been, I mean, I've been a fan of yours for more years than I care to admit. I mean, I, I've never had the ability to race. You did. And so I sort of raced through you. And to be 75 and win last night, that's just huge, huge accolades for us folks with the blue hair. <laughs> well, if if anything, I've always been determined. And, and uh, uh, you know, and if you're determined, you, you, you can make stuff happen. Yeah. Uh, but like the last five laps of that race last night, I was so tired. I was, <laughs> I was uh, you know, kind of missing my entry, getting into the corners. And uh-huh. I figured that uh, they were going to get by me. But uh, apparently I was lucky because Tyler and uh, Heisekian and uh, – and Schwarz were fighting with each other, which, you know, makes them as ineffective chasing. So that was probably in my corner. Well, and they were probably just as tired as you were. Well, I don't know. They're, you know, 50 or something They're like so that. Young. <laughs> yeah, just little young whippersnappers. So how, yeah, I mean, how many years? 25 you... years. I yeah. Mean, that's a lot. How many years have you been racing? Uh, since 1970. Okay. So, and, and what got you into racing? I think, wasn't it family? My dad, yeah. my dad, and my uncle. My uncle was named Wally Pankratz, and right. he was a race driver before World War II, and actually so was my father, but Uncle Wally was the the youngest of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, Wally Pankratz won the first CRA race, which was last night was a CRA USAC race that Damian Gardner won. And uh, so, you know, just it's like being in the circus, being in auto racing, and the family... <laughs> family kind of gets snagged into it mm-hmm. just by you know just looking it looks like it's going to be fun and then unfortunately it is fun and mm-hmm. you you know somebody like me that wants to keep doing it you know people my friends think i'm nuts but i'm still having fun so well, and that's the key if you're having fun age really doesn't have a bearing on it yeah you're tired today i'm sure and you are got aches and pains but well, I'm sore. Yeah, yeah you're going to be sore. I mean, my gosh. I mean, you're in a what were you in a 360 or a 410? No, it's a 360. Yeah, that's stupid fast. Well, I mean, they you know they don't make 900 horsepower. I think Ray's 360 was dynoed at 810. Oh, excuse so. me, that's we're all. almost 100 pound 100 horsepower yeah. off. So, have you always raced dirt? Oh no, no. Well, I, I mean, so. I started in dirt, uh, and uh, but. You know, if if anything made a reputation for me, it was super modifieds, which are pavement cars, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like uh, like at El Cajon or Gillespie Field and uh, Mesa Marin and places right. like that. Right. Um, Copper Classic back in Arizona, right? The Copper Classic, and mm-hmm. you know, so uh, you know, I got a ride in a rear engine super, or actually, at the point, it was a rear engine sprint car, and. Uh, We'd run it at Speedway 605, and um, and then we would put wings on it, and it would become a super modified, in, uh, just like sprint cars back in the day. Mm. And uh, I was successful in those, and that opened up the door 
you know, for me to get better equipment to drive in the dirt. And, you know, I, I ran at Ascot, and, you know, I was lucky enough to be the driver for J.C. Ag- <coughs> excuse me, J.C. Agajanian, which is kind of neat. And, uh, you know, but uh, so to answer your question, no, I, you know, did pavement, did dirt, did super modified midgets, sprint cars, um, couple stock car races, but, you know, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but stock cars aren't as much fun. <laughs> no, you're, I'm you're, not offended. You're not going to offend anyone. No, no you're not going to offend anybody no, in this I room, I'll tell honesty. you. <laughs> so I got to tell you my J.C. Agajanian story, because I used to co-announce out of Cajon Speedway, and I have a really nice Cajon Speedway jacket. So every time I go to Paris, when J.C. Agajanian's holding his event up there, I'd wear the jacket, hunt him down, yeah. Point at my jacket and say, "Don't let this happen again." And I did yeah. it, and that's how he knows me because I will hunt him down. You're the creeper. Yeah, I'm the creeper because <laughs> that guy. That you, guy. Well, I am because once we lose one track, yeah. it never ever comes back. Am I right? Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, once once the track goes away, then the folks that don't like the noise, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm, you know, that's one reason I was kind of you know, scared a little bit in a sense for Paris and Ventura Raceway because, you know, it's been a year since those folks have really heard noises right. on Saturday night and all of a sudden it's going to go, hey, wait a minute, you know, and Irwindale even for that matter, you know, because they have a noise problem. And, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, and Irwindale was built where the houses were, uh, but, uh, well, Ascot was, for that matter, also. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Mesa Moran was a problem for noise. And uh, But there was when they built Mesa Moran, there were no houses out there. Right. Paris, there were no houses out there. So people, you know, people move in, and there's a racetrack there. They know there's a racetrack there. I mean, it's not, you know, it's kind of like uh, airport noise. You mm-hmm. know, and, uh, that uh, <clears throat> comedian, uh, oh, I the, the guy that did Sledgematic, he oh, had a Gallagher. Oh, uh, Gallagher, yeah. Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher. Gallagher had a little routine where he said, you know, I don't understand all the problems with those houses around it, uh, L.A. International. Just sell them to deaf people, you know. <laughs> here, so. That's a great idea. Well, I've got a track that's figured it out, Barona Speedway. They're way up in the hills. Right. Nobody is going to build a house around Barona Speedway. <laughs> Well, it's an Indian reservation too, and that helps. Yeah. That yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah, that helps no, a lot. Well, that's one of those things. Growing up, going to Ascot, I thought, you know, this this track's going to be here forever. It's built on a dump. There's like no one that wants to live around this place because <laughs> it's like toxic wasteland. And then, right. like, well, this ground's so important, or this worth so much value. I'm like, they're going to turn yeah. it into something else. And yeah. and that Irwindale hangs on by the skin of its teeth. And if it can, if it can bounce back from this pandemic. Then I'll yeah. be I'll be surprised. I hate to say. The the funny thing is is you know race fans people I mean we all I suppose like the noise of a race car, but Gilmore Stadium was one of the most iconic places in auto racing history, at least in Southern California, mm-hmm. and they had huge mufflers, and they was very quiet. And Gilmore Stadium was right in the middle of L.A. there, where Farmers Market is, and you know they were able to exist just fine. Because they were quiet, and the phone, the fans came and watched the races, even though the cars were quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father said the first time they ran those mufflers, 
all the drivers brought their cars in because they'd never heard that engine noise. <laughs> they what's wrong what's with wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, what's wrong with that <laughs> right, engine? Get under That's there, a, figure right. it out. You got a question. Well, I was just wondering what the rest of the season looks for you. You going to race some more? Yeah, or was oh, this a yeah, one-off? No, no, no. I drive for Ray. Ray Swan is the owner of the senior sprint that I drive, and he's 85. Uh, and real, he, you know, feels this car. I think it keeps him alive. Yeah. And uh, so we're, you know, we plan to run Ventura's senior events, and uh, if and when Jim's able to open back up. And of course, you know, at this point, we'll run the the Paris. You know, admittedly. For me, uh, Ventura is more comfortable for me to run at my age because it's a little bullring. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going a lot faster at uh, oh. at Paris. And uh, so that was one reason that I was extremely happy that I was able to pull off that win. I've won some races out there, USAC midget races at Paris, but <laughs> that was back when I really raced and wasn't, you know, as my ex-wife said, living in fantasy land still. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's why she's your ex-wife, oh not to worry I about love that. His but no, you know you're you're absolutely right. And now, where are you based at? Where do you live? I live in Orange, which is you know again you know only two miles from Fantasyland. Yeah, so, so, right. you're, so you're not too bad. Well, the reason I'm saying it, I know this could be a challenge, but I would love to get you down to San Diego some weekend and put you on the TV station that I do when he races Barona. Yeah, because I. <laughs> Do you race Barona? Would you race Barona? Huh? Are they going to have something dirt, dude? I don't think well, we're going to split our divisions up. I don't think they have anything for the huh. seniors yet. Yeah, we don't have a URA or VRA or a senior class. It's just going to be we're running 360 sprints. And that's yeah. it. Uh-huh. So there's not going to be any breakdown. But I would love to have you come down and, and put you on TV. I know it sounds more of a challenge, but it's only three to four minutes. But let me tell you, I've been doing it for 21 years, and every time I put somebody on TV – for their sponsors, it goes right through the roof. They people just love it. So, oh no, that's right. I mean, that's you, you know one of the things that uh, that kept a lot of stuff alive here in Southern California. You know, back in the eighties and nineties was the th- Thursday night and Saturday night thunder. We, you know, because yeah. it made it, it just you know look at look at all the drivers it put on the map that went yeah. to NASCAR out of there. Yeah. And, and uh, no, I mean, it, you know, well, no, that could be arranged, I'm sure. You he know? can trailer well, down I, for TV, but he could be a spectator the night before. Well, if anyone says anything, just show him that big trophy and say, I won. Yeah. yeah. I won. Yeah. And go, go in the pits him. and threaten them with it. Say, see this? You better be lucky I'm not coming out tonight. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, for, well, even Ventura. Ventura's, Ventura's actually physically probably more demanding than Paris because it's a bullring in Europe. <laughs> There's not huh. much straightaway to rest on. Yeah. <laughs> and but uh, you, you know, I, I was thinking we could lobby the senior drivers for, you know, it, ten laps into the race they have a mandatory <laughs> yellow just for five laps. <laughs> I love it. Hey, and by the way, the I just have to break. I have to let you know, Brittany, who's on air, she is a school teacher during the day and uh-huh. a dwarf car driver. At the tender age of forty-eight, I'm a four, vet driver. Oh, she's a vet driver, <laughs> sure. And you nobody's could, more be a passionate driver. Yeah, she just got uh, hey, she just got power steering. You think she's going to like it? <laughs> um, well, I would think. I've not. You know, I drove one dwarf car my entire life, 
and I didn't know if it had power steering. It didn't seem to steer very hard. <laughs> I hope but, to try uh, it out Friday for yeah. the first time. Yeah, right. Yeah. That takes some horsepower away, though, power steering. Yeah, just, I think, is yours electric or is it? Electric, yeah. So hers is electric, so maybe not. We'll oh, have to wait. No, that won't, yeah, no. So uh, I don't know if I trust electric stuff. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Hey, man, I yeah, got to let you. comes loose, you know. Yeah. You I'm used to not having it. So. All right. Well, hey, I hate to do this, but I got to let you go, but I'll reach out to Scott. And I'll get all your contact info, and let's set something up because it'll be good for the owner. It'll be good for the sponsors on the car, and you'll get a kick being on TV. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, buddy. So, you okay, take care, you for- and go sit in the jacuzzi, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, all thank right. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Racer Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Bust it. All right, folks, welcome back to Racer Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The segment brought to you by Certified Car Clinic, 11370 North Woodside Avenue. Dino in the house. Go down there and check it out. Whatever he works on, he can give you some backup info with his in-house dyno. Certified Car Clinic or CertifiedCarCare.net. All right. It took us a while, but we got Dirt Dude in the house finally to talk about nothing special everything. about it. There's nothing I special about it. I I just no, you. I. I mean, I have recognized. <laughs> uh, Mom, out, if you're girl. listening, well. Um, the moment we met was quite memorable. My mom and I have laughed about it for years. His the moment face, you met Dirt Dude, Dirt Dude, yeah. But I mean, everybody who's refresh been me on my memory because I'm thinking, was that when I got your name wrong the whole time? Oh no, for no. a season or I've never. I don't even know if you have. Or was that at the banquet when I asked you to like no. be part of this whole show? No, the very, 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 very first day I ever showed up to the track, I must ask you a question, and you knew I was a rookie. And his face dropped because he's all wet division. And I said, dwarf car. And his face dropped. Even farther. And he took a long look at me. And I think in his head, he was like, she is not driving a dwarf car. What's this old lady doing out here? (laughs) Yeah, but she didn't. You didn't have your stripe um, back then. But uh, no. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think you were beside yourself the first time we met. Um, But then, thanks to you, that same day. I had qualified for the A main. I had no plans on racing it because it was the first time I've ever been out there with other cars. I was like, I'm just going to do the hot laps. That's all. (laughs) Just going to get your feet wet. Yeah, exactly. Just get your feet wet. And then it was like, okay, I'll just do, you know, the heat race. And then I was ready to call it quits. And you're like, you qualified. You're you, racing. You're and my racing. dad's like, yes, you are. We did not come all the way out there. So thank you for that That was back with the old two car. That huh? was with the two car, yes. Yeah, but two. Anyway, See? sorry, that was what was going on in my head. What was supposed to How come out. How many years ago was that? 2015. We met in early 2015. And so many of us know your voice, your face, because you come out into the pits. So it's good that you're here. Yeah. And I'm glad you're, I personally am glad that you're in the in the pits doing the interviews. Because I think it, it takes a special person to be able to interview people that just it got... It takes a circus clown to well, make it look good. <laughs> you could say that, but you know as well as I do... A rodeo clown, I guess. Not circus, it's rodeo. You'll, you'll interview the winners and the losers. <laughs> right? I 
Well, yes, I, I just want basically all of our fans to have a, an experience. the experience. Exactly. I don't want anyone to be going like, oh, man, I just really wasn't feeling like I was you know, part of that show. I want everyone to be part of our show. Right. Like I said, for me, it's like me and 300 of my friends sitting on the couch watching mm-hmm. racing, and we're just going back and forth talking kinda about like it. Kind of like doing radio, huh? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like doing radio. It's like doing everything. Like working in my garage, you know? It'd just be like 500 of my friends working in the garage. You it's, know, we're just hanging out. And that's why it's so important, you know, that we have you in the in the pits. Because I think, and, and I learned that, every big track I've ever been to has always had two announcers. They've always had the announcer announcer, and they've had the pit announcer. And the announcer announcer does the commercials and does the birthdays and does all the the normal stuff. But the guy or girl in the pits gets to talk to the people that we want to hear from. Well, doing it 20 years, it was like both sides of the fence. Well, because so, you mean, were doing double. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. But then it, it's, and weren't you it's more been relaxed? really personal to me. I mean, it's been like um, when I when I do an event, it's it's like... You know, like I said, it's me and my friends hanging I out. Know. It's and not like I'm working. It's not like, you know, it's no, it's a I chore. It's know. it's it's easy for me just to be personable. Like it's, like well, because anyway. you're good at it. If you really want to come right down to the I, nuts and bolts. I don't know. Right? I mean, that's just the way my style is. Like every every announcer between Scott Delosio and um Tom McGrath. Mickey Dale, Tom, Tom McGrath's been in our track. You know, everyone has a different style. Right. They're Definitely. different approach. They're different, yeah. you know, maybe the their speed or anything like that. Or, you know, the way that they do their things. Everyone does things. And even from Monster Truck to, like, you know, doing other stuff that I've announced at, it's totally different. But the key to being a good announcer is what you, Tom McGrath, Scott Delosio have. And that's the knowledge of the racers. Because if you don't have a knowledge of the racer, if when somebody comes up to you, win or lose, and if you don't know him from Adam, sure, you can get through it. I'm not saying you can't get through it, but you can always add that added flavor. Say they won a race three years ago and you were there. You knew it. You can say, well, you know, this was a pretty good win, but you know that one three years ago, boy, you know, was that one, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's come back to bite me a couple of times because like. <laughs> well, that's true too. I, Try doing radio. Well. <laughs> Trying to think, two years ago, I was doing Del Mar Fair with Monster Trucks, and I made it up to Barona Speedway for one of our nights. And I had a guy that was announcing, um, on a blank line, Brandon Jacina. Oh, yeah. Brandon Jacina is calling the race for me. I went up there, one of my friends, Shane Sexton, had just got his first main event win in a pony stock. Mm-hmm. And I jumped in front of Brandon. I'm like, don't be pissed off about this, man. I'm going to go out there and interview this kid because I've seen him growing up his yeah. whole life. Yeah. I'm going to do this interview. Is that okay? I pretty much didn't say. I don't I think was, it was. I his permission. I, I okay said, I got to do this. And he goes, dude, that is that is you know messed up that you're going to cut in front of me. And, and when I'm working and I, but he goes, I understand the whole deal. So here's the mic. Yeah. He's like, I understand the whole deal. You know, I've been watching this kid from a, from a mini dwarf right. to a junior sprint. You know, to to now he's running a 360 sprint. Wow. So he had a, his first main event win, and I got out there, and I was like, you know, gave him a big hug. I'm like, dude, it's great to see you. This is like, <laughs> you know, one of my kids just did it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and that's the key to an announcer. And, you know, and I think, you know, Barona would be just making a major mistake if they let that talent go out the door and the history. Because you have a bucket load of fans out there. I am telling you. I mean – and I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your skirt because you don't look good. In What's skirt. cool? Because I mean, I, I did 
look back on Facebook after our race because my wife would be like, yeah, yeah, it's all he did all day was just like, what's everyone posting? What's what's everyone saying? And you know, I had a, a lot of friends that were like, you know, we we miss you being there. What's going on? Why is Dirt Dude not oh, there? Man. Is he is he retiring? And I haven't officially made anything yet or said anything. But, uh, you know, I hope that Mickey, you know, is going to be the new person there and would be like, you know, if his style is different than mine, you get used to his style and you get used to my style, you know, and, and you still go on. You're Just not... roll with the punches. Scott Delosio told me this when I was talking to him, like when I first started getting announcing stuff like that. And he's like, you go to a race. The cars are there. There's no announcer. Does it mean you're not going to go back to that racetrack? Yeah, you're going to go back because whether the cars are there or not. Yeah. So now imagine if there's an announcer, great announcer, the best announcer in the world, but there's no cars. Mm-hmm. Would you go back to that track again? Because we, what are you just going to go listen to the announcer? No, the announcer is part of the show, but not the show. And well, I always take that personally. Like, I am not the show. These racers out here true. are the show. Well, there was a time when you go to Barona with a very inadequate sound system, <laughs> and you're basically talking to yourself. Because you can't hear you in the pits. No different than if you want to challenge when they come back with the Burn Institute at the, at the, at Del Mar, you come out there and try to call the races. I've tried to talk over monster trucks at you Del Mar Fair, and I think I did. You think? I think I did. I, I was like too. shouting my voice out. I was like, hoarse. I mean, oh, I, yeah. my voice was destroyed. But then the, the, when I was out there with the monster trucks, you're like, why are you talking when a monster truck's going? Because, you know, there's that one chance someone might hear I, it or... I, you know, as soon as that motor stops, you want to make not right. turning your mic on and talking about it. Cause no, no, no. They can throttle the pedal really quick. Oh, I if you know. get something in between those two throttle shots, you well, might see, be able to get something. And I do the same thing at the Burn Institute. They even came up and said to me, they go, why are you talking during the race? I go, because I'm announcing the race. It's called play-by-play. Play. <laughs> it's called play-by-play. Play. And it's because of me. No offense. I don't care what anybody's listening to. I get so into it. I get so excited. It is my release. So that it's basically, mine too. when Mickey Dale was up there announcing the other night, I was behind him and I was actually like standing over his shoulder, like talking to him. I don't know if you heard me or not, but I was like, yeah, did you see that man? Oh man, look at that. Oh yeah. He messed up that corner big time. Yeah, and it's see, like, see. I'm just doing that no matter what. Yeah. It's one of those things. You just force a habit. Yeah. Well, you just got to keep at it, you know, and if, if something changes, something changes, you know? You never know what comes down the road. You never know what what opportunities that come up. You know that's the way you got to look at it. Well, if worse comes worse, I know we're going to gel and we're going to make a great season out of this, and we'll see what happens for well, next season. And exactly. if not, but you know, we'll make something work the whole time. So when's the next race? It's coming up next weekend. Yeah, uh, three sixty sprints and lawnmowers are going to be there. Okay. Uh, I think I the schedules on on the website bronuspeedway dot com. Uh, also, the videos that we've been posting. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Webby's been doing a great job with that, and then Facebook lawnmowers too. Are going to be there? Lawnmowers. It's been a while since we had. Lawnmowers. I have a lawnmower in my yard. Are you going to be there, Dave? Yes, because I'm getting my truck back Tuesday, <laughs> and his little go kart. I'm going to get my little monkey. Uh huh. And I've but I'm waiting for my truck to get back. So I've got the truck. I bought a I bought a a, a ramp that you could drive up. What and, happened to the van? I thought you were no, going to be No, that's what I got, but I had it at the shop. About. Had to put axle seals in it. The rear brakes were wet with brake fluid. Do you have any dogs do? <laughs> any puppies going to be born? Why? No, why he's going to have No, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're absolutely good. Not the holding Roddy's, my breath. I'll be Roddy's. happy if he shows up, but no. I'm not holding I may my even breath. Come, I may come up Friday just to see you oh, yeah. with your power steering. <gasps> All right, we got to take crossed. a break. And by the way, I really, really, really can't thank uh, South, where was it? 
I already had that. I already pulled it off. I, I your new back. sponsor? Is that who you're yeah, talking my about? New sponsor. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about, you know, buying a liquor store, too. I know, and I want to upgrade to the should. 21st I'm in the market for a liquor century. store. I think you said 20. Southwest Point of Sale, folks. Check these guys out if you have a small business. They're from uh, National Cash Register, and they can give you our, every tip known to man on how to be a more efficient shop right here. It's like a life coach. You got it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. Gun Owners Radio coming up next right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.